While she struggled to control her shock, the man in the black cowboy hat, whoever he was, disappeared inside the terminal. Callie jumped off the sidewalk and checked the license plate of the red truck. It featured a cowboy on a bucking bronco. Definitely Wyoming plates. The truck was too beat up to be rented. She noticed a distinct weakening of her knees at the thought, however absurd, of seeing the man who'd left her high and dry four years ago. No one had ever hurt her as deeply as Max Slade. Or ever would again. She returned to her luggage, wondering where her ride was and trying to forget about the man in the black cowboy hat and his startling resemblance to that rat of her life, Max Slade. The man emerged from the terminal two minutes later. Really, Callie thought, he couldn't be Max. This guy was more muscular, probably taller, and his was one grim mouth. Max Slade had liked to laugh. She had to give him that much. He'd probably had a good laugh the day he'd squeegeed her out of his life. The man removed his hat, an impatient hiss escaping that uncompromising hard line of a mouth. Holy cow, Callie breathed. He was Max Slade. He turned. His eyes raked her from head to toe. He swore under his breath. Well, if it isn't Max Slade, Callie said with a small, utterly fake laugh. <laughs> fancy meeting you here. It took some fancy doing, I'll say that. His voice sounded deeper, raspier than it had four years ago, and none too pleased. He nodded to his truck. You can toss your stuff in the back. We'll sort this thing out later. Callie didn't move. She would grow roots and finish her days at the Jackson Hole Airport before she tossed anything into the back of any truck owned by Max Slade. I think you've made a mistake. There's nothing to sort out. I'm waiting for a ride. I'm it. I don't think so. Callie, you've been had. I've been had. I'm your ride. Now get in. She shook her head. There had to be a Jill Baxter, a Black Creek Ranch, five kids, a dead husband, a dying grandmother. If Callie was anything, she was not gullible. Not after five months with Max Slade and seven years in New York. No, gullible was the last thing anyone would call Callie Hastings. But a gnawing pain deep in the pit of her stomach suggested the possibility, the slim, awful chance, that he was telling the truth, and she might indeed have been had. Her only reasonable choice, however, was to blunder on. Every other choice involved trusting Max Slade, and that was unthinkable. Look, Max, I don't know what you're thinking, and I don't particularly care, but obviously you're mistaken. I'm waiting for a ride from someone from the Black Creek Ranch. I know. His words, his arrogant tone, went right up her spine. You always were a know-it-all, Slade. Well, this time you're wrong. I'm staying with a woman named Jill Baxter. She's a young widow who's always wanted to see New York, but she's stranded out here in the wilds with five kids and a dying grandmother. Callie, there is no Jill Baxter. She bristled. No, forget it. Even if she had been had, she would stick to her story of a Jill Baxter and a Black Creek ranch. Max didn't have to know how idiotic she'd been. He couldn't possibly know anything about what had brought her to Wyoming. After all, he must be here playing rancher himself at some dude ranch, participating in some urban cowboy fantasy. She didn't know. She didn't care. She just wanted him on his way and herself back to New York. You could never admit to a mistake. She grabbed up a suitcase to channel some of her restless, unfocused energy. 
I don't know what weird set of coincidences brought us here at the same time and place, but I'm here to visit a friend and see her ranch, Callie. I own Black Creek Ranch. She stared at him, speechless for perhaps the first time in her life. Even four years ago, when Max Slade had slithered out of her life for good, she hadn't been rendered speechless. Oh, indeed not. Anyone within earshot, even some who by no means should have been, had heard what she thought of him. As she recalled, she'd been articulate and inventive. Anger had been the only way she could protect her broken heart. It was getting very dark. She was surrounded by mountains. She was on unfamiliar ground. Her state of affairs was getting worse by the minute. She had, indeed, it seemed, succumbed to some kind of low, despicable scheme to lure her to Wyoming. You did this? she managed to ask. If possible, he looked even grimmer. No. But you're telling me the truth. There's no Jill Baxter, no five kids, no dying grandmother, no dead husband.